previous segments, we discussed the high cost and sometimes even catastrophic consequences of not creating a motivated, innovative team. Then in the second segment, we discussed how you can avoid these costs and increase employee engagement, productivity, as well as your bottom line by creating a psychologically safe environment. I shared a specific strategy for how you can initiate a psychologically safe atmosphere, quoting researcher and motivation expert, Daniel Pink. Pink writes in his best-selling book, Drive, that the key to cultivating a motivated team is to give employees these three things, autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Pink says these are intrinsic drives that people experience universally. The main idea to drive home is that managers succeed in motivating members of their team when they ensure their intrinsic drives are met. So now let's continue where we left off with another tactic that Daniel Pink, motivation expert, presents. Pink describes another more radical plan to tap into workers' intrinsic drives, and he calls it results-only work environment. The anachronism is R-O-W-E. The idea is currently in place at about a dozen companies around North America. The general concept is that employees don't have any fixed schedule. They show up at work when they want. They not only don't have to be in the office at a certain time, they don't have to be at work at any time. The only metric that management uses to evaluate them is whether they're getting their work done and are doing it well. There's a qualifier here. This strategy isn't appropriate for every workplace or for every employee, but there are many cases that show that the results-only work environment can work with the right type of management. How have companies fared who employ the role model? Pink's research shows that productivity has gone up almost across the board. Worker engagement has gone up, worker satisfaction has gone up, and turnover has gone down. Autonomy, mastery, and purpose are the core elements driving the Rose strategy, and it's working. I'd like to share with you two more strategies to continue from the last segment that will help you cultivate a motivated and innovative team. So here's number three. Encourage a percentage of time to experimentation. To do this, you first need to overcome the commonly held misconception that it's better to stick with the tried and true. Instead, embrace ambiguity. Think of what Google did that radically increased innovation. Founders of Google, Larry Page and Sergey Brin, encourage employees to devote 20% of their time to side projects, which is one reason why it remains one of the most innovative companies in the world. For companies that invest in side project initiatives, the outcomes can be incredible. Think of Gmail, Google Maps, Twitter, Slack, and Groupon all started as side projects. So in short, breakthroughs come when leaders encourage experimentation and allow room for failure and learning from mistakes. Greater innovation occurs when employees feel they've been given the green light to set out and explore, no longer thinking in terms of success or failure or strictly efficiency, but instead in terms of learning and experience. And that's the key to coming up with breakthrough products and processes, viewing mistakes for the educational tools they are and as signposts on the road to success. Number four, hire with the intent of building 
diverse teams. So let's talk about how we can make this practical. In my coaching practice, I help clients think about it this way when hiring and building a team. Start by recognizing that there's a natural bias that most people have to be tribal. And we hire people who are like ourselves because frankly, it's just more comfortable that way. Unfortunately, teams that are made up of people with the same personalities, skills, backgrounds, interests, tend to be less innovative because they fall into the trap what we call group think. That's when everyone on the team is similar, so similar that they tend to agree with one another and stick with the status quo. They're, they're satisfied with sticking with the tried and true because it feels safer. This highly agreeable, homogeneous team remains comfortable, but unremarkable. They typically don't leave room for new or contradictory ideas. Since constructive debate is frowned upon in these teams, they remain stagnant, and at best, they lack creativity, and worse, they lose market share to their competitors. For this reason, I encourage leadership to prioritize with management the development of diverse teams. These teams tend to be more agile and innovative when members share the same values and work ethic, but bring different strengths to the group. So to get specific, it's important to know precisely the makeup of a diverse team. What does it look like? A diverse team is made up of people with different skills, experiences, backgrounds, personality types, introverts, extroverts, ambiverts. What Adam Grant, youngest tenured professor at Wharton, and I believe his book, Give and Take, talks about ambiverts being somewhere in between introverts and extroverts, as well as optimists and critics. People who are always agreeable, that's okay to have some of them, but also bring in, like Beth Comstock says in her book, Imagine It Forward, bring in John the critic, someone from the outside who's not gonna always agree with your ideas and he'll tease out where there might be a flaw. Because they attack a problem from many different vantage points, they naturally avoid the problem of groupthink that stifles new ideas. These diverse teams realize new ideas and innovations that come from collaborating their talents and even occasionally challenging one another in a constructive dialogue. What my clients consistently share is that as long as every member of the team shares the same values, ones that support the company's mission, they achieve superior solutions. In short, these diverse teams balance off each other's talents and strengths, creating better outcomes than a group of similar people who consistently agree. In my coaching practice, I've also observed that the most successful teams have managers who ensure that no one group or one team dominate, even if it's the expert or the boss. Instead, they've developed a patient and more inclusive decision-making process that allows for experts and novices to collaborate on solutions. Teams of different orientations are allowed to fully develop their ideas and tease out the strengths and the pitfalls within their group before presenting to a group with a different perspective. So when it comes to hiring with the intent of building more creative, innovative teams, encourage an atmosphere with both what we call creative abrasion and creative agility. What is creative abrasion? Creative abrasion occurs when people suspend their judgment. They know how to have very heated but constructive arguments to create a variety of alternatives. Individuals in innovative organizations learn how to inquire 
actively listen and know how to advocate for their point of view. They understand that innovation seldom occurs unless you have both diversity and conflict. So what about creative agility? What is creative agility? Creative, creative agility is about being able to test and refine ideas through reflection, discussion, and adjustment. It's about running experiments. They're more about learning and discovery versus planning. It's not focused on being right, but more importantly about learning from a negative outcome to arrive at a creative solution. Leaders with creative agility are great at steering the group to synthesize opposing ideas in order to produce a solution that's original and useful. Keep in mind, talented people don't want to follow. They, they want to co-create with leaders. The job of an innovative leader is to nurture from the bottom up and keep it from degenerating into chaos. As one clever client of mine quipped, you don't want it to devolve into a chaotic environment where nothing gets resolved as it just feels like too many cooks in the kitchen. Serve as a connector and an aggregator of viewpoints, never dictating to employees a direction. Hire people who argue with you at times and don't be afraid to occasionally be deliberately vague. A positive work environment is not always based on having an aesthetic space occasionally free sushi and foosball tables. It comes from having a culture that dignifies its employees and ensures that people feel psychologically safe to experiment, explore, and test new ideas, and occasionally even disagree with authority. When management gives talented employees the latitude to work on projects that inspire them and flexible work schedules that encourage creativity, the quality of work is measurably improved. Understanding your employee's aspiration is a huge challenge, but on many levels, there's real value in valuing those who work for us. So to summarize the four keys to building a motivated team, number one, create a psychologically safe atmosphere. Number two, Give people more autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Give them space to do their work, but then come back to them and ask, how can I help you excel at your work? Help them to become masterful because when they do and they're appreciated for it, they'll have a sense of purpose. Number three, encourage experimentation and allow room for failure. Number four, hire with the intent to build diverse teams. In doing so, you'll inspire team members to contribute their best work because they'll feel their contribution matters to the organization. As team members see their colleagues rewarded for stepping up with new ideas, they'll gain confidence to do the same. It's an atmosphere where everyone benefits. There's social contagion that's positive and everyone's gonna to want to come to work and give their best. Your employees will feel a greater sense of purpose and fulfillment from their work. This sense of ownership will add value and prevent a loss. Stay tuned for episode three in Breakthroughs, where we'll discuss the difference between power and influence in leadership styles and why knowing this could change the way you lead for the better. See you there.